Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with representatives of a global multi-stakeholder community. And I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Jim Poisson. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Fritz. Jim, you are the Secretary General of the World Innovation Technology and Services Alliance, or briefly WITSA. Uh, you've been with the WITSA since uh, 2006, and mm -hmm. during the time also uh, was International Executive Director of the 2000 World Conference in IT in Taiwan and the CEO of the uh, 98 World Conference in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to that, I understand 13 years in the IT industry with EDS, and also uh, important, which will come to later, with Walt Disney, where you were the founding director of their uh, business seminar division. Mm -hmm. um, and that also led you to be the author of creating and sustaining a superior customer services oriented. So again, Jim, welcome to the show. Delighted to be here. Thank you, sir. And Tim, let me start off with the first question so the audience uh, gets on track. What is the WITSA? WITSA stands for the World Innovation Technology and Services Alliance. And basically what that is, Fritz, is a uh, consortium of leading ICT associations uh, in around the globe. So we have, we're in 84 nations okay. and we represent about 90% or over 90% of the ICT industry. So you're looking at corporations primarily we represent, yeah. That is massive. Now, besides your members, who are other relevant stakeholders? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I mean, obviously, our stakeholders are our association members and their members, which, again, consists of, you know, tens of thousands of companies. But I was going to I'm going to expand that. I think in our case, uh, where we're in the midst of a, of a revolution in terms of a digital technology, I'm going to include governments within those that stakeholder group. And, and society in general, because everything we do impacts everybody. So, I mean, you know, so uh, ICT cuts across everything. So, you know, yeah, so that would be, I mean, the world is, is really our, our major stakeholder here. Okay, now, so uh, you're a global uh, association for uh, mm -hmm. IT uh, vendors. Um, what are the, the primary activities of the WITSA? Mm -hmm. Well, there's, there's a, the, the thing that's most required in our organization is assistance in the area of public policy as it affects ICT. So every country obviously has a government and the governments control a lot of what, of what technology uh, is, uh, could be, I mean, they invest in it, they regulate, they try to regulate it. Um, so we want to help our country's members be able to stand tall, if you would, in front of legislators and be able to guide them in terms of their, their ideas about how to work with ICT, how to control it or regulate it or whatever. So let me give you a, a, an example. So in, 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 in Amsterdam is where you're calling from. So you, you're, you've got a, 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 a government there that we, we may call on the ICT industry leaders within in Amsterdam, and they do call them. 
And so we, we offer you a, a, a kind of an option. You can go in by yourself and try to defend the industry within Amsterdam, or you can go in with 83 other countries with you. Okay. You know, and then they listen to you. You know, they say, okay, what's the world thinking? So they don't, they don't want to go against, you know, common sense in the world here. Now I also seem I, I now also understand why EDS and Disney having that background it's an ideal background to join uh, Vitsa because you also cater for the World Conference on Information Technology which is known as the Olympics for IT and it's really attracted to the who's who of the captains of industry in the Thai industry but also uh, former U.S. President Bill Clinton Prime Minister Thatcher Michael Gorbachev uh, President Modi they were all on your stage. And I think that explains the relevance of what the WITSA represents. Although mm -hmm. you also had Kim Kardashian on the stage in the 2019. Why was she there? What did she do? Well, it's interesting. She's Armenian to begin with. That's where the event was. Okay. And she did a great job. I, I was kind of surprised uh, outside of the, the, uh, um, the entertainment value that she brought. She's quite... Uh, quite uh, versed in social media and branding, and she's done a, a brilliant job there. So uh, she she pro you know she talked about how social media is helping her uh, promote her products and 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 her brand. So I was quite surprised. I was delighted that she melt melt uh, melted into the IT discussion, you know, as opposed to just simply being a a, a star, you know. That actually, that is good to be aware of that she does have that background, but mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to move on because we want to also talk about accountability, about legislation. And I want to uh, spend a little bit of time on the latest WITSA statement, which was uh, presented January 2001, uh, to, sorry, 2021, sorry about that, um, which goes into the role of the government in connecting the world, and then it's an industry perspective. Now. Mm. I see you promote legislation for transactions, uh, consumer protection, data protection, cybercrime. Uh, you are a global organization. So how do you get your members to align across the world, across countries, across cultures? How do you do that? Well, it's actually not difficult because what we're advocating, advocating is, um, you know, basically common sense. We, 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 we do not want to uh, violate anybody's privacy. Uh, we we don't want to cause any uh, anyone to be uncomfortable. We don't want to you know do anything that's that's you know that's out of uh, out of the norm in terms of you know professional integrity and behavior. Here's the here's the the problem. Uh, the idea of regulating the industry has a lot of different interpretations depending on where you are. For example, Europe has its own, or the EU primarily, has its own uh, ideas about privacy. Uh, my understanding in, in, in the EU, you know, you cannot use anybody's information for anything, period. So, okay, uh, so what does that do to marketing, for example? On the other hand, we uh, in the U.S. we're we're pretty you know wild west here. We're we're all over the board. Uh, so what we're what we're advocating the governments to do is work with the industry. Please work with the industry. 
how do we work things out that we have basic guidelines uh, that will make sense at the same time benefit people and benefit societies and benefit economies and things like that. So, Okay, uh, now you, you just compared, I would say two parts of the world, Europe versus the States. Uh, mm -hmm. Europe, uh, very high in privacy, the States are wild less in your own words. Mm -hmm. um, so how can you then, um, does that mean you're gonna compromise uh, on a global perspective or is it a coalition of the willing or are you going to discuss just as, as long as you get a, a consensus from everybody? So how, how does that process work? Because I think a lot of so, international yeah, organizations can learn from this. Yeah, so I, I think you have to put it in perspective. I mean, think about, you know, the industry itself being like 30 years old or, you know, less or more. Um, things have to settle down, settle out. We're seeing examples every day. I mean, first of all, let's, let's understand this. Technology is way ahead of regulation. By the time they figure out how to regulate one thing, there's another thing. Okay, so keep in mind that we're in this flurry of activity to establish and create a new industry. So what goes along with that? Everybody's got a different opinion, but I think, I think if you put it in perspective and project out, things will settle down. There will be guidelines. Okay. I, 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 I have to assume this. You, by the but, way, but, you've just presented the core reason for the, institute, the existence of the Institute for Accountability, yeah. that growing gap between the fast-moving digital technology and the analog legal and regulatory framework. Exactly, and, right. And we, it, it needs some awareness uh, that that gap is there, and we need to somehow mitigate that. And we need to close that gap. Yeah. Uh, now, we need to close now, it. In your mind, is closing that gap, uh, uh, is the instrument to do that, is that legislation? Or are there other instruments you would recommend? I, I mean, there's self-governance that, that companies can take upon themselves. They can, out, they can outdo legislation. I mean, they can be the best guy on the block type of thing in terms of their behavior. But I think, I think what we need to strive for is some basic guidance, some basic guidelines. Uh, for example, uh, you cannot, the uh, privacy of information is, is sacred, okay? So there has to be guidelines around how you can use that. You know, children are sacred, you know, in terms of, of, of the impact of technology. You need to be careful of how you, you uh, I mean, I understand TikTok was kind of under fire. I watching yesterday for, for uh, uh, you know, some issues with, with kids. I'm not picking on them. I'm just, I'm saying, I think because there are no standards or no guidelines, then people can tend to go one way or the other. W one of the things I'd like to see is, is uh, strict guidelines on misinformation. Okay, no. now who, um, who then will develop those guidelines and who would manage those guidelines? And the last question on that uh, topic, if those guidelines are then crossed, uh, who is then going to do something about that? Okay, I think that, that the guidelines have to be established by the governments with industry's consensus and made into laws. Okay, like but, every other law. Yeah, okay, but uh, on a uh, uh, on, on a country level, uh, I mean, 
on a European level, on an international level, uh, on what level should these guidelines be uh, aligned, or is it everybody for each other, uh, for each other? Well, I think the I think the guidelines need to be adopted by whatever entity ha has a stake in it. You know, I mean, governments need to do that. Industry primarily needs to do that. So let, let's use the example of misinformation. If you're a media outlet and you continually put out lies and mistruths, you are then in violation of this guideline or law or rule. And remember that even though the internet and all is, is new, standard laws have been in, on, in the books. When you violate a law, you, you can be punished, whatever that punishment is or whatever the law is. So there'll be new rules and laws around the guidelines of, of digital technology. Okay, I, I got that. Uh, and if the scenario is somebody uh, um, is not behaving according to the rules and guidelines and is attacking somebody else or another organization within a country, it's mm -hmm. quite easy. But how do you deal with situation where it crosses borders? Because that's one of the, say, the biggest benefits and also uh, the other side of the coin of the internet. Uh, it doesn't see those geographic boundaries. Mm -hmm. So how do you work? That's a good point. I mean, and again, the, the geographic boundaries are all governed by different thoughts of people and different, you know, there's a whole group of people, not a whole group, but a small group of people who don't want to abide by anything. You know, you know, we don't have to tell you who they are, but they're not going to come into the fold. Um, so again, I, I just, I think, I, I'm just trying to um, give you some optimism here. It'll settle down. Okay. It, it will settle down. It, and I think... Um, but then, then again, this once it settles down, there'll be new ones coming, you know, coming right behind it. No, so. I, I'm happy to hear you uh, being confident it will settle down and realize it's a young industry. Because sometimes I think we forget that yeah. uh, for those who really work in the industry. Mm. Now, I also found quite interesting in that latest report. You also talked to next to legislation, which takes it would slower to develop. You also talk about using ICT a regulatory tracker with 50 indicators and the Networks Readiness Index. Mm -hmm. So um, it also seems you could um, uphold accountability by other instruments than legislation. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, and and you, you can do that uh, in a number of ways. I mean, if the industry, if the industry is being um, uh, violating wherever it is, then there are ways for the, for the industry to be uh, you know, stopped or, 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 or mentioned or embarrassed or, or products don't need to be bought you know, off, that, off that. I mean, the sponsors don't need it. There are ways uh, to kind of strap people into uh, behaving properly with, uh, with respect and integrity. Okay, um, got that. Now, oh, by the way, the subtitle is, it's an industry perspective. Mm -hmm. So that assumes there are other perspectives as well. Do, are you aware of how they differ? How they differ? Well, I, I thought about that question. I, I think, you know, from, from an industry perspective simply means we want to protect our industry. So we, we, when we advocate for um, uh, regulations or guidelines, we're advocating it with, in cooperation with, People who are in the in the in the legislation and business. 
So what's your take on if you say so we want to advocate uh, industry, uh, does that include the, uh, all the big uh, platforms we know today in the world? Absolutely. Okay. Because they're the main ones, yeah. Because there is an argument that some would say um, these are too big and they need to be managed somehow. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, broken so, up. So, yeah. yeah. So to what extent, as WITSA, do you also hold your individual members accountable? Can you do that? Do you want to do that? Again, I mean, we we can we can put up guidelines, and we do. We 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 produce a, a number of papers where for our members that we we give them recommendations at the end of these papers, uh, things that they should do. Or, um, so we we do that. Um, and, in terms and by of way, is accountability as a topic uh, and explicitly discussed within your community? No, I mean, I that's not a not not so much. I mean, we don't we don't. We haven't gotten to that to that point of of saying how do we become accountable. We're just trying to shape the industry so it continues okay. to grow. And yeah, so it's not because you're not ready to uh, to be held accountable or your members. Because I'm very happy to come in as an uh, outsider and say, well, hey, let's hold up a mirror here, guys, and at least have that discussion. Would you be open to that? Let me let me invite you to the next World Congress. I mean, we we've got it coming up in in Penang, Malaysia, in September. Okay. So um, please uh, come, and we'll put you on the program, and we'll have a session on. That's uh, that's a promise, uh, Jim. Uh, and now in the final uh, minutes uh, of this interview, because there's a also a couple of personal questions I have on your future, but I want to move back a little bit to a TED talk I saw you give at TEDx uh, Vilnius, mm -hmm. uh, where you talked about the internet is a gift. Mm -hmm. uh, that was 10 years ago. Uh, is it still a gift because it was quite an optimistic talk or has the world changed since then? Well, I, I think you find this of interest because I, 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 I like to play with these thoughts here. Okay, so um, I, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna make, I'm gonna go out on a limb here uh, personally and tell you that that the ICT industry is, is, is an industry without a soul. Mm -hmm. Let me explain that, okay. This is the only industry that I'm aware of that ever was created, that was never created because it needed to be. Think about this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when you, when you, uh, when you ask, a, I, and I, one of the things I like to do when I travel, I, I like to talk to young people. And I ask the young, the young entrepreneurs and, innovators you know when you wake up in the morning what do you think you're doing for example uh if you're in the medical industry um if you're an ambulance driver you know what you're doing you know if you're a nurse you're a doctor you're an anesthesiologist you know what you're doing you know you know why you enlisted in that army of of medical uh professionals okay what about the ict industry where did anybody say we need a a a a tool that could change the world, you know? So I go, let's go backwards. I've, I've interviewed both uh, the fathers of the internet and then the, the founder of the World Wide Web, you know? And I've asked that same question, when you created this technology or these tools, did you have any idea what would happen? And the answer is obviously no, we, we don't, took, took off, you know? It, 
it went crazy. Uh, uh, now, another interesting thing for the audience to realize is that once these technologies or tools took off, there was a lot of speculation, very optimistic, op uh, opt optimistic uh, anticipation that these technologies could lead to a better world. And we saw the Arab Spring, you know, using part of that. We're seeing social media right now in, 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 uh, in Moscow, uh, throughout Russia, you know, doing, doing a, a good deed in terms of spreading the truth around. But uh, it, it, what happened was the, the original dreams began to get bombarded with yeah. other, other elements, you know, like different countries thinking differently and so on and so on. So we find, we find ourselves with an industry that nobody asked for, but it is a gift. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, how are we gonna use this gift? Can we go back to the point where the internet could really, 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 and the, and the World Wide Web change the way the world uh, operates and make it a better place for people? That's the question. And I put that question out to our, our, our members within WITSA and all the companies that are working in, in technology. Rather than, and, and by the way, when I get an answer from the youth, what, what do you wanna do every day? I wanna be Bill Gates or I wanna be Mark Zuckerberg. I said, what about you, you getting up in the morning and thinking about how can I make technology better for people in my neighborhood with disabilities? How can I make their lives easier? And if you get a solution that works, you can scale it up. And if, if your goal is to make money, that's how you're gonna make money. But start locally, start looking around you. How can you use technology for the betterment of mankind? Start with that. And then, and then you begin to change the image of the industry and have people wake up with a different thought about what this is all about. Because we have the potential of making this world a lot better. It's still a gift. Okay. Okay, got that. Now, you just mentioned that accountability is not a topic within the WITSA, but still wanted to ask you, uh, are you able to answer the question, what in your mind is the biggest threat for accountability in a digital age today? The biggest threat? Well, I, let, let, me, let me compartmentalize that. I mean, we have countries and country leaders that we have to basically ignore until they go away. Uh, so if you look at the rest of the world, um, I, I, I again go back to the maturing of the industry and the evolving of the industry. And we, we are, you know, we're talking about accountability when we are asking for regulation. Yeah. You know, we're, you know, you've had, you know, Facebook is, is doing, I don't know, a, a thousand ads a day. Uh, I, all I see is Facebook on, on the, my, my phone asking for some sort of guidelines, you know? So it's coming, it's coming. Now, do we, do we talk it as a subject? We need probably your help to redirect some of that conversation to how do we become more accountable? But we're, we're, not, we're not trying to avoid accountability. We're trying, to, we're trying to shape it so that it makes sense for everybody. Okay. Uh, following up on that, how could in a community like, uh our Institute for Accountability in the Digital Age uh, helped us? I think uh, this is very helpful here, you know, right, right now, what you're doing. I think the more we can re be reminded of 
uh, and bring in, in bring in your talent and your 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 uh, feedback from what you're looking at. Maybe you can help us further in terms of shaping the future. Well, I think we set a date for Malaysia, so we'll definitely uh, meet each other then. Okay. Uh, and this brings me to a couple of uh, more personal questions, if I may, Jim, because you talked about uh, the internet 10 years ago, uh, but also when I ask you to look at the future, what does your ideal world look like? Mm. And how can you help build that? Yeah, well, those are excellent questions. I, I'd like to have uh, a lot of people think about this. I, you know, obviously, I, I would love to have, as everybody else, mostly everybody else, a peaceful world. You know, a world where we can live without conflict and we can live in peace and, and, and not have the disparity that we have today. I, I think a, a better world would be a more equitable world if we share the wealth a lot, a lot more. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, is it 1% of the population has majority of the wealth? That's not right. Yeah. That's not right. I mean, uh, so th that a, a, a more peaceful world, a more, a more a, a shared world and, and um, a more educated world. I think, um, and this is what was what my topic when I spoke at the TED talk was the, 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 the the solution here is education. If the more education people get, the more intelligent they are to make the right decisions. Okay, is that also where you would put your effort? Uh, I would put my effort, yeah. I mean, I would put my effort, I mean, at, in education beginning at, at very, very uh, young ages. And that, and again, that's what kind of education are they getting? You know, yeah, so yeah, that. And who, who needs to be at that table? Who needs to be educated? Uh, we need to we need to get at the children and and educate them properly and, and in, so that they can make decisions. You know, when something is going against them, they can fight it fight back with knowledge. You know, I mean, as I know, that's very altruistic, and it and it it's certainly not going to happen in my lifetime. But if you for I'm wishing uh, that's a wish. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we could thrive for that. Um, so. Jim, you, you've given us an insight in what the WITSA wants to do. Uh, so an industry perspective on how you want to help uh, the world through that digital transition. And I'm also uh, honored that you wanted to spend your time talking about, okay, how you view accountability, what your role is in helping legislation to be developed. Uh, so I wanna thank you so much for sharing uh, and representing an industry perspective on this topic. So thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity, Fritz. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great. Bye.